Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Homecoming Season 1 Episode 8, it is called Protocol. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. So there's a moment in this where you're like, that's why they picked this aspect ratio. Yeah. So that eight episodes in, they could do that. Yep. Because uh, we'd been assuming the whole time it was just, oh, you know, time difference, right? Well, I mean, it and, is in the sense that it's it's well, used to differentiate it. It is, but it's not the time that's the difference that is the reason. And obviously, we spoke sure. way back in episode one or two, you know, some of the thematic reasons. Yeah, you feel closed in, you feel like your world's kind of cut off. And in this episode, literally, as Heidi remembers things, her world opens up. Like, that yeah. is literally what happens in that moment. Oh, it was so worth it. I'm going to miss the other aspect ratio. Yeah, it's weird now having stuff in the future. It's weird seeing Carrasco and not like that thin like yeah. aspect ratio. There's like, whoa, whoa, there's like, all the space at the side of his head. I'm not used to this. What's happening? The world around him exists. <laughs> it's weird. Because uh, I was actually laughing earlier on how one of the shots of them sitting in the car, I was like, we know Sam Esmail loves his headroom. And because of this really thin aspect ratio, he gets even more headroom out of it because they're framed at the bottom of the image and then it's just this big tall like, yeah. space at the top. Yeah. Also, the, the car the, trick. The car yeah. trick, yes, with, the, with the, the, the camera being connected to the car to give it this this weird feeling of steadiness was back when they were John parking. Is weird. Uh, it, it almost gives me car sickness. I don't even get travel sick, but this it's 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 almost the opposite. It's being unnaturally still. I I get it. I get it. It's almost like you feel more comfortable because you're rocking with the car as opposed to yeah yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I think that's because what you're used to though. I feel like if if you could. Let's say we had vehicles that actually had... You know how like, you know, we watch the sci-fi movies, the ships always have these fancy technology that... It doesn't even feel like it's moving, right? It's just everything's dampened and... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Artificial, like... You know, not just artificial gravity, but artificial kind of movement sort of yeah. dampeners, right? Uh, it, if we were used to that, then this would probably feel just normal to watch it like this. But because we're so used to being in a car or a bus or whatever, and you're used to the rockiness, a train, like... There's just this this feeling to it. Oh god, trains put me to sleep. Uh, put me to sleep that that the the noise and the gentle movement. I I will be asleep in like five minutes on a train if I'm not careful. Trains trains are pretty relaxing. Yeah, pricks. <laughs> the people on the trains sometimes not so much, but the trains themselves mm. are pretty relaxing <laughs> usually. Yeah. Um, but you know, so so the episode is largely um essentially in the, future. in the future but it's largely one kind of big scene that's just cutting between two sides of it where yeah. heidi and colin arrive at the place and now it's like a, just a general kind of wellness center and it's got you know like a food court and there's you know all these but it's not worth noting the homecoming section is closed off like that's kind of like derelict and just left yeah. alone and at one point when they first walk in colin kind of glances around at it and looks up at it and is like yep she's going the other way good <laughs> Let's just stay away from that side. It's like, yep, she definitely has no idea. <laughs> that's 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 a good idea. Which leads to maybe just while I'm thinking about it here, mm. one of the things that maybe disappointed me the most about this episode. Okay. In the last episode, we thought Carrasco was kind of onto the idea that she was forgetting things. Yeah, that's how it played. I think he still might be. He's just not actually at the conclusion yet. 
Maybe, but it was for because there was no indication that he thought that yeah. at any point in this. And he's like, oh no, he's she's off to destroy evidence. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think now in retrospect, I'll read it as okay. He's hearing her talk about memory loss, but he's not quite put the pieces together yet. Um, yeah, but he's given him food for thought. Yeah, essentially. which I guess I guess loops into back what I was saying last episode about being a little frustrating that he's so far behind. Yeah, I suppose yeah. Uh, but he sort of puts two and two together that she's got the envelope and that's probably where she's heading. So he goes down there as well. And he, as soon as he walks in, holds up the, the, the leaflet. And, you know, because I, I immediately said as soon as he walked in, he's going to recognize that staircase from the photo because that was the staircase yeah. that the photo was on. And he holds it up and he sees it and he goes up that side. So they're on opposite sides of this big building, right? So Heidi and Colin over on the side and it's a food court and it's all that. One, one, one of the... The places in the food court actually had like a truck painted around it <laughs> as if it was a food truck, which I thought was funny. Yeah, I've um, been in a food court like that. And they, they you know, they're, 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 they're looking over there and she's not really finding anything. She ends up storming into what she thinks is going to be her office because this building, like a lot of buildings, the design is mirrored, right? So yeah, like her, her office would be at the same part of this hallway over that side. And it's this masseuse office and he's just like oh what, what do you want in here and he's like he's, he's, he's very calm and patient to give the guy credit he's like oh what's wrong you seem upset and sit down yeah. do you want a massage <laughs> he didn't quite offer that he did offer some more if um, he was one step away meanwhile carrasco is like stumbling around with the, with the the flashlight looking for things and there's a lot of great shots over there with, with him looking at various things of course there's a big moment before he goes in where he he gets a phone call from his superior who he left a message for on the way there uh, about how he was going to try and <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was going to try and stop Heidi from destroying evidence. He was going to try and interfere with that. Um, and she's like, "What are you doing? Like, why, why are you going after this?" And he, then he has to kind of admit that he's not found her yet, and that maybe he, he miss you know he, he maybe misconstrued the situation a little bit. And she's like, "Wait, what? Like, your job is to do this. Get back here and do your job." And he's kind of she's kind of talking down to him, and. He he is so determined. Do you know what I like about his character is they've really set it up that his motivation for doing this is to feel like he's actually worth something, to feel like he's actually accomplishing something rather than yeah. just pushing papers through and like approved, disapproved, blah blah blah, blah you know. Um, so he he gets frustrated. He just hangs up the phone and just immediately breaks the because the door's locked. He's he's trying to go in and it's not working. That's when he gets the phone call, and then he's basically just motivated to pick up one of the the screw it banisters yeah. and he just he just throws it in and that's it. He goes in and starts having a look around. Uh, so I like how they've just gradually in just very small ways built up his motivation for caring about this. Yeah. Um. Over the course of the show, I love what triggers Heidi's memory because I know. Because nothing works, right? She's in there, and the whole time you're thinking, is she recognizing things? Is she feeling familiar? And she eventually admits to Colin, look, I don't think I've been here before. And he's like, I know you've not. And it's like, oh, God, he's winning. Like, don't do this. And just as she's leaving, she hears the bird. <laughs> bloody bird. <laughs> that bloody bird. And that's when the, the, the cat the, the, goes white. Like, the, the, the black bars fade and, and away. And you go, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, not only that, the camera actually zooms in at her, or not zoom, sorry, tracks in at her as yes. the, in fact, not even just tracks in, I can't remember the, the exact term for this, it's that trick where you track in but zoom out at the same time on the lens, um, and it gives this this interesting technique, because there's a famous shot in Goodfellas doing it, but it's used here or there, what it does is that it keeps the, the person for the most part 
uh, in the same size, but the background changes. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, depth of field. So it has that kind of effect. It, it did go in a little bit as well, but it, it, that's what it mostly felt like. It, it, had it that did. Kind of... And then you had the, the, the screen literally just widening as well. So it's yeah. all this filling out on top of the, the perception changing. Yeah. All so, adds up nicely. It was very, very effective. Uh, and she and she realizes she's, she looks at her hand and she's holding Colin's hand and she pulls it away and then starts walking with purpose very, yeah. very quickly. And I, I love how, how established that bird has been to yeah. the point where you know, just of course that's what did it. Uh, she's storming out and he tries to and to my surprise, Colin very quickly admits He's like, No, he he knows clearly it's like, Nope, it's too late. She yeah. knows. So now he's like, No, hey, we were trying to do something good to you. I was your boss, I sent you here and you know, he he starts talking about it. And then he says, No, I have never stepped foot here. That was the that truth. Was true. Yeah. yeah. Which we'd said. We said that was kinda of part of his thing is that he intentionally never came here for that. Uh, but he's here now. So but of course, before this as well, it's worth mentioning just the, the great thriller setup of Carrasco in her actual office across, looking over and seeing them. Yeah, because the buildings and like so it's a building with wings, right? That goes around yeah. the central sort of uh, courtyard area, and he looks across at the and it, again the idea that this is a mirror image of the other side. It's the exact same window across uh, directly across from him, and he sees Colin, and then he sees Heidi step you know stand up, and it's a it's a eureka moment for him. Uh, and he's actually running. He ends up like tripping down the stairs, and damn, you're injuring himself um, on, on the way down. Damn fool that he is. Uh, but he gets out, and he he comes up, and he starts, you know, interacting. He's just with not very good at staying on his feet, is he? At the he's the not. bikes, <laughs> the last episode, the episode before, and now this. No, he's stumbling. He really is stumbling, but and it gets really cruel because Colin gets really vicious. Where he, oh, he does. He gets super manipulative. Because he, he tries to wrangle his way out of it and sort of like, oh, this is, no, trust me, it's fine. No, I'm here investigating. I didn't come with Heidi. And then she's like, no, yes, we did. <laughs> you know, immediately just disproving him right away. And it's when he realises that he can't just like slyly sleaze his way out of it, you know, with, without admitting anything. He just steps in and says, you can't do anything to me. You can't arrest me. Um, in fact, you're going to go and fail this in a bit of paper. It's kind of pathetic. And he, he was in really close at this point. And it's really demeaning. Uh, and you feel really bad for Carrasco. And uh, Heidi, it's actually kind of a cheering moment when Heidi just decides... Because Heidi's very quiet for a good part of this scene. And then just comes up to him and starts shoving him. And just eventually pushes him into the little little pool. Little, yeah. Like, yeah the little I think the fountain. slimiest moment is when Carrasco asks them if they're together. Mm. And and she's like, no, no, no. And he's like, yeah, of course there's a relationship here. She's like, no, there's not. And, and he's like, well, what about last night in the hotel? And she goes... I, I hope that it was implying that I hope it was consensual. Yeah, I hope you at least admit that it was consensual. That that probably was the slimiest line of the whole. That because was. he knows it was. He knows she, she, she and she knows it was. Um, and but also, well, is it? Yeah, at this because... point, is it because you 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 lied about who you were? You were taking advantage of her. At this at this point, I would actually debate if that was consensual or not. Exactly. And, and probably not. And 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 the, the circumstances, I don't, I wouldn't say it was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know the the legality of it, but morally, definitely not. Morally, yeah, I, I think legally there's no precedent for someone. I mean, there might be. <laughs> I, I don't think there is, but I mean, yeah, maybe there is. <laughs> maybe someone's had amnesia and someone's yeah, someone's taking advantage. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was really slimy, and it almost feels like yeah, now it's like. Almost just because they have actually had some sexual like interaction, it discredits her as being hysterical or something like that. 
that's what he's playing with here. Like, that's what he thinks he's getting away with. Uh, and then he, you know, he, he, you know, goes off in a huff all wet because he's been pushing out the little pool. And Karras goes like, "Hey, do you want a lift?" And they're in the car together. And I mean, I have no idea what the next episode is going to entail. It wouldn't surprise me if they get very chatty in that car. If she may get very honest about things, I mean, she may not. Yeah, it, but... It's interesting because obviously we've been heading for this moment for so long that it's it's almost hard to fathom what the the last two episodes are going to be. Yeah, it's interesting that we come here. I think this comes back to saying it feels like a five-hour movie rather than a TV show because it feels like, no, this is Act 3. We're in Act 3 now. Yeah. I think what's going to frustrate me a little bit is if Heidi just tells Crasco everything that's been going on. It's going to feel like it, you know, it's really going to rob him figuring it out for himself. Yeah, there has to be an extra element of him discovering something, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but I'm really excited though and it's exciting that it has progressed to this point it's exciting to have these two characters together it's exciting to have Heidi remember and have more of a purpose to want to fight back because yeah. the, the neat framing device in this episode is the, the, the present day stuff we see just the tail end of the phone call with Colin again and then she comes into the building and she's hey, here's the new guys that are showing up, the new recruits well not recruits, you know what I mean, the, the soldiers who just came back and she's trying to make this speech, this welcoming speech that she's supposed to always make. And she's kind of fumbling her words. She's, she's hesitating. She's, she's, her mind's kind of lost. And then she eventually puts on the fake smile and sort of starts to get through it properly. And we kind of leave there and we come back to the, the future stuff and that's that all the episode. And it's at the end of the episode it comes back and it's during this scene again. And her, you know, she's doing the fake smile. She, she says, you know, we're here to help you and I can't wait to talk to all of you and learn your stories. And then she goes up to her office and she just starts crying and hogs all of her stationery and puts it out of place um but then over the course because the credits start playing here after walter chaps in the door and says are you okay and she says i'm fine and he leaves she starts putting it all back in place and that's that's what plays out as the credits are, are yeah. playing um and i'm getting good at predicting them because i predicted I, I knew the credits were going to hit i was like this is where yeah. the credits were roll. do you know what it reminds because I, I did it in the last couple of episodes as well it reminds me of that feeling of uh on the deuce where you're like oh mm. this is it here comes the bass. Yeah, yeah, here comes the bass. Yeah, it's exactly that moment. Except it's, here comes the silence. Yes, here comes the the soul-destroying silence of despair <laughs> that this show does so well at the end of its episodes. Exactly. Oh, dear. Um, that, that, I mean, that's just comparing Sam Esmail to <laughs> to David Simon, right? That's just all this is. That's <laughs> what he does. Um but no nah, it was a really good episode it was a really great payoff to a lot was, of what yeah. the season's been doing um and it completely flips the game a little bit because now the future stuff feels so different and at this point it's like well i don't think we need the the aspect ratio to tell us that it's a different time because i think we'll just get it from context easily now yeah like i said i'm going to miss the aspect ratio just in terms of the way it looks and how mm. stylish it's been playing with that but hey, it served its purpose, and it was worth abandoning it for this moment. Yeah. I, I am just, I am fascinated now by what her cooperation with Carrasco is going to be, um, if he's even going to get a chance to, con- to continue pursuing this. What, uh, you what know, is their plan? You know, if they even have a plan right away, is he yeah. demoralized from this interaction with Colin? Does he feel like he can't do anything now anyway? Yeah, yeah I don't think they'll have a plan right away, but yeah. they've got to have an end game that they're, they're something they're targeting by the, for the end of episode 10. And of course, we also have the incident in the past, the present we day stuff. We do. We still Waller. need to experience that. 
And you know, I, I'm I'm believing more than ever that she's going to tell Walter the truth, in the in the past. Yeah, more than ever, I believe that. Um, I'd also say the way that Colin says everything's his fault implies that he he at least knew and it was intended that she'd forget things. I think so. Yeah, just just from the way he said that, it just it made me feel like okay, he wanted her to forget. Whether she agreed to it or not is still up for debate. Yeah, it could be a case of he did his thing and manipulated her into yeah. it because we've seen how he's good at that. Yeah. So, so no, uh, really good. Um, not surprising. We'll be back with episode nine uh, in a day or two. So look forward, look forward to that. But we're getting really t- towards the end game. <laughs> it opened up. This opened up the scope of the show, uh, if you will. So, oh, you're the worst. We'll be back with episode 9. Uh, so let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters and mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Um, actually, one final point in the direction, just now that I'm thinking about it, because I was, I, was, I was thinking about this when I was watching it. Uh, at the start in the present day stuff, when she she's coming in from the phone call, when she first hangs up the phone and she's just standing there kind of in shock of the, the conversation she's just had, yeah. there's a lot of that traditional Sam Esmail headroom, because you can see the top of the, 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 the trees, yeah. right? And it's a really, really neat, neat, neat shot. She feels small in the world. Again, very traditional Sam Esmail. I think it's interesting that we've slipped into having more and more headroom as it's gone on like uh, throughout the season. Like she, She's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. But what I thought was notable here in the direction is that when she comes back in and she starts to do this, this, uh, this welcoming speech, first of all, the soldiers are never in focus. They're always out of focus. Mm. And on top of that, when she starts doing the speech, it's an extreme close-up on her face. It's like, you know, right up here. And it's like it's the complete opposite of that wide shot where she's this really small person in the frame and all these trees towering up above her. It's like now we're in her space. We feel uncomfortably close to her as she's uncomfortable I think, herself. I think it's it's the reality versus the act. Like you know, this is okay up close. This is the act she's putting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you know, outside where okay, this is how she actually feels. She's small. Yeah, I just, I like to point out that some of this uh, yeah. a little direction tidbits because it's it's a really well directed show. So. Uh, but yeah, that is that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. Get us on patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel and the show and everything we do here. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?